Hello friends, welcome to Village Idiots for Christ, where we're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. <laughs> it's about 3.45, 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been uh, at mom's house, which I've told you already, taking care of her with hip replacement, helping. She's healing real good. Thank you for your prayers. I know you all been praying. So, I, uh, I was trying to help her move from one apartment to the other and you forget sometimes how old you are. <laughs> I'm 57, and man, I was feeling it to the last night. Gosh, I got so tired. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> just having fun, just sharing with you guys. Um, we're in chapter 2, Malachi, one of my favorite Old Testament books. Such a real, so real. Malachi is so real. It's like James, just real, you know. So, um, so... But it's God's correction, you know, of, of what the Jews were doing wrong and their heart towards God. So uh, let's go ahead and just jump right in here. I don't know how long it's going to take. Two, two isn't that long. And so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll do the best we can. All right. Uh, here we go. Chapter 2. Admonition of the priest to the priest. And now this admonition for you, O priest... If you do not listen, and if you do not set your heart to honor my name. See, this is done. God's doing this whole book. I, I really got a hold of this. God's doing this whole book in first person. Like he's talking directly to these people. This book, it's like this book was written by God himself. I mean, Holy Spirit's part of God. But the whole, the whole book, Bible, isn't written in first person. There's a lot of third person, you know, explaining how things are and stuff. So when you listen to this, remember, this is first person from God to these people. You know, because watch what I'm about to read here. And now this admonition is for you, O priest. If you do not listen, if you do not set your heart to honor my name. Now, again, God speaking. My name, says the Lord Almighty. I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not set your heart to honor me. Man, man, there's a curse attached. I'm not putting us under law. Don't get me wrong here. But man, we're supposed to honor the Lord. You know, it's 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 our reasonable service to the Lord to honor him. He's our father. He's our God. He provides all that we need. We wouldn't be alive without him. And these were the priests. This wasn't the common, ordinary people. These were the priests, and they didn't want to honor God. I mean, they're the ones supposed to be serving him face to almost face to face, and but they wouldn't set their heart again. And I love how he says it here. Um, if you do not set your heart to honor my name, that's it right there in a nutshell. We set our heart. You know, people think it's all about their actions, okay? And they're doing their religious service, and they're serving in the nursery, and they're and they're preaching, and they're doing this, and they're doing that, and they're doing a million things, quote unquote, for God. But their heart isn't in it. Their heart—they're just doing religious duty. They're just doing religious obligation. This isn't about duty or obligation. It's about heart. Is your heart is your heart set on serving the Lord? Is your heart set on honoring the Lord? You you can appear to be honoring God with your heart, like um, um, Matthew seven says. You know, many people come to me out day and say, "Lord, Lord, didn't we uh, prophesy in name, perform many miracles, and cast out many demons?" And Jesus is going to tell them plainly, "I never knew you." It's about knowing. Eternal life is knowing God, the the Father, the God, the is knowing eternal life is knowing God the one 
is knowing the Father, the one true God, and the one he sent, Jesus Christ. Knowing, relationship, honor, heart. That's what this thing is about. And if your heart isn't with God, you're not with God. It all comes down to heart. All of it. That's the life. You guard your heart above all things. Wellspring of life. Anyway, sorry for the diatribe. Okay, let's start again. And now this happened is for you, O priest. If you do not listen, if you do not set your hearts to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I've already cursed them because you have not set your heart to honor me. Because of you, I will rebuke your descendants. I will spread on your face the offal from your festival sacrifices and you will be carried off with it. And you will know that I have sent this admonition to so that my covenant with the, with Levi may continue. This was a rebuke and a correction because he wanted his covenant with Levi. He made a covenant with Levi as the priest, and he had to rebuke them, had to correct them uh, for his blessing, for his covenant to continue. Says the Lord Almighty, my covenant was with him, a covenant of life and peace. Wow, man, God, God made a covenant of life and peace with the the, the, the Levites. Life and peace. Isn't that beautiful? Don't you want life and peace with God? I know I do. Amen. And I gave them, and I gave them, and I gave them to him. This called for reverence. And he revered me and stood in awe of my name. Levi stood in awe of the Lord and in awe of his name. Do we stand in awe of the name of the Lord? Do we stand in awe of the name of Jesus? Amen. True instruction was in his mouth and nothing false was found on his lips. Isn't that cool? He walked with me in, in peace and uprightness and turned many from sin. Man, don't you love these words? He walked with me in peace and uprightness and turned many from sin. If we walk with God in peace and uprightness, which is, just means to do the right thing, then we can turn many from sin. People see the example of our lives and go, you know, that Josh guy, he's goofy. I know that. He's kind of silly. But man, he walks in peace. He never argues with anybody. And he just wants to do the right thing. Man, we can set an example for people in peace and, and in righteousness. And wow. And turn them from sin. Because they see our lives and go, man, well, if there's hope for Josh, if there's hope for Bob, if there's hope for Sue or, or, or Judy, maybe there's hope for me. Isn't that cool? I love that. For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge. And we are called kings and priests. You know, we're, we are already seated in the heavenly realms. The kingdom of God is ever present. We're not waiting for a kingdom coming. We're part of a kingdom that is. We're just waiting to see the manifestation of it. But we're already part. We're already kings and priests before God. I don't know if you know that or not. Even though you don't see it. Even though you go to your job. Even though you're living a regular life. You're still a king and a priest in God's sight. Because you're one of his. So... For the lips of a priest. So this is us. When he's speaking this, this book is, this is about us. For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge. We ought to preserve knowledge. We're priests. And from his mouth, men should seek instruction. Man, isn't it cool people want to come to you? Josh, can you, can you explain this to me? Bob, can you explain this to me? Seeking instruction. Isn't that cool? Because he is the messenger of the Lord. We, as priests of God and, and kings and priests and kings, we're messengers. Isn't this? I mean, I'm just digging this. Because he is a messenger of the Lord. We're messengers of the Lord Almighty. God has sent us into a dark world, to be in the world but not part of the world. To be messengers of God himself. Oh, well, this is a great, isn't this great? 
But you have turned, here it goes, here's the darkness though. But you, I told you, God shifts gears real quick. But you have turned from the way and by teaching, and, and by your teaching have caused many to, to stumble. Man, there, you know, yesterday I mentioned replacement theology, you know, in, in anger. Uh, but that theology has caused many people to stumble. There's many, many false theologies out there, false teachings that have caused many to stumble. You have uh, many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. Bad news. That's bad stuff. So I have caused you to be to be despised and to humiliated before all people. Wow, heavy judgment. Because you have not followed my ways, but have shown partiality in matters of the law. Again, you know that's why the Bible warns us: don't, 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 don't. Don't show partiality to the rich in your judgings, you know. Yeah. Wow. Heavy stuff. But again, we can apply it to ourselves because we're kings and priests before God in Jesus Christ. Section, section, the sinful people. Have we, um, have we not all one Father? Did not one God create us? Why do we profane the covenant of our fathers by breaking faith with one another? Man. <laughs> I'm cleaning my glasses. Man, God just said a lot right there. I have to turn the page in a second. Have we not all one Father? Did not one God create us? Of course, those things are true. Why do we... Now listen to what he's saying here. The way we treat each other is the way we treat God. Matthew 25, the goats and the sheep. You know, you visited me when I was sick and in prison. You, you ministered to me. You fed me. You clothed me. Lord, Lord, when did we see you? What you've done for the least you've done for me. Watch what he says here. That's exactly what he's saying here again. Why do we profane the covenant of our fathers by breaking faith with them? When we, we have a covenant with those who have come before us. Again, why do we profane the covenant of our fathers by breaking faith with them? When we break faith with, any other, with each other, we profane. Which means to, to just blaspheme, to do bad stuff. We profane it. And they were profaning the covenant of their fathers by breaking faith. They were affecting the spiritual, the covenant. Covenants are always spiritual. Covenants de deal with the, with, heavenly, with the heavenly, with God. Covenants are always spiritual. When you make a covenant, God's involved. Always, 100% of the time, he's watching. He takes covenant real seriously. The covenant of Moses, the covenant of Abraham. Covenants mean something. It says, why do we profane the covenant of our fathers by breaking? So when we break faith with one another, we're profaning covenants with God. Whew, heavy stuff. Our, our lives matter. Our actions matter. Our hearts matter. What we do matters. Let's continue on. Judah has broken faith. A detestable thing has been committed in the land of Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary uh, the Lord loves by marrying the daughter of a foreign god. As for the man who do does this, uh, whoever he may be, may the Lord cut him off from the tents of Jacob, even though he brings offerings to the Lord Almighty. Man, these cats were goofy. They were still bringing offerings to the Lord, and yet they were off in idolatry. That's what he means here by marrying the daughter of a foreign god. Desecrated the sanctuary, the Lord loves. The Lord loved the sanctuary. The Lord loved the temple. By marrying the daughter, when he says marrying the daughter of a foreign god, he means just to be in bed. To be in bed, that means to be, you know, in a metaphorical way, sexually active with a foreign god. They were just, they were just, they were in love with their, with their, with, with idolatry. 
the people of Israel. They were in love. There was a time, man, you get into judges and you get a man, these people couldn't stop idol worship. It's not the same today. The people of the people of Israel aren't that way today. The, you know, it's not a polytheism over there. It says one God. But man, and, and again, um, they they were cut off. Uh, and, and they were even though they bring offerings to the Lord, they were. It's like they had one foot in the temple and one foot in, in uh, the one foot of the temple of God and one foot in the temple of idols. And they were trying. They were trying to straddle the fence. Okay, God may be God. I'll serve God. The this idol over here, Molech, may be God. I'll serve him. Give him my kid. Sacrifice him like abortion. And that's. And they were, it's, it's, God said, I'm going to cut you off because this. You can't, you can't have divided loyalties between me and, and idols. And it, I ain't putting up with that garbage. And they desecrated, they desec- Judah has desecrated the sanctuary the, the Lord loves. It desecrated the temple when they did this. It desecrated everything. Wow. Another thing you do, verse 13, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hand. You ask why? Why? You know, why? Why, God? Why don't you accept my offerings anymore? <laughs> you know, you know, just crying out to God. It's because the Lord is acting as a witness between you and the wife of your youth because you have broken faith with her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. Again, covenant. Man. This, this 60%, the last statistic I heard, 60% divorce in and out of the church. In the world and in the church. You know, all of this adultery, all of this sexual immorality, it means something to God. This, you know, we live in a, this free age of, you know, sexual freedom and all this. It's sexual slavery. <clears throat> It's idolatry. It's worshiping your sexuality and your body over God. And, and God takes it real seriously. You know, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer pays attention to offer accepts them with pleasure from your hand. You ask why. It's because the Lord is acting as a witness. The Lord's the witness. When you marry somebody... The Lord is a witness between you and your wife or you and your husband. There's, he witnesses that. He's watching that. He takes marriage ultra sick. The first covenant in the Bible. Taking the rib from Adam, making the woman, bringing the woman back. Make, take him one flesh, two flesh, one flesh. This is serious business in God's eyes. Sexual immorality is serious business to God. Acting as the witness between you and the wife of you is because you have broken faith with her. Though she is your partner. I love that. Though she's your partner. She's not your slave. She's your partner. Isn't that neat? I love the way he puts that there. The wife of your marriage covenant. Has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and in spirit they are his. Man, get that. In flesh and in spirit. They are. They, your flesh and your spirit belong to God. Man, get a hold of that, man. Has not the Lord made them one? The Lord made them one. 
The Lord is the one who just, this is why I preach so heavy against all of this nonsense that's going on in this hour. I don't condemn anybody. Satan takes people captive to do as well. Satan deceives. He's the one deceiving the whole world. We're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, and authorities in the heavenly realms. This isn't me against men. This is me against the powers, principles, and authorities that are coming against the minds of men to convince them that male is female and female is male. And all this nonsense out there, which is garbage, which is the devil, which is darkness, which is deceit. The devil lying to people, getting them to believe the lie that they're not what God made them to be. Man, has not the Lord made them one? The Lord is the one who took the rib out of Adam and made the woman. Don't you get that? In that, don't you see the importance of that? He didn't make her from a separate pile of dust. He made her from him. That's why they're one. They were taken out of one body and brought back and became one body again. The Lord has made them one. In flesh and in spirit, they are his. This was God's creation. Marriage was God's creation. And the creation of the woman from man was God's creation. And why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. So guide yourself in spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. Man, man, this this affects your kids. It's so deep. It's such a deep well. I can't cover it all. There's just too much. So guard yourself in your spirit. We should be guarding ourselves in our spirit. Amen. And do not break faith with the wife of your youth. Amen. Um, I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel. And I hate a man's covering himself with violence as well as with his garments, says the Lord Almighty. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith. Again, he brings up violence, a lot of violence, male against female violence mostly. And God hates that people cover themselves as with a garment. As you, as I hate divorce, says the Lord, and I hate, and something else he hates, I hate a man covering himself with violence as well as with his garment, says the Lord. So guard yourself in your spirit, man. God hates the the needless violence. I get, I don't know if he's speaking just about, uh, you know, uh, you know, abusing your spouse. Or about violence in general, but God hates all this garbage, all this, all the, all the hate and the violence people do. And let's, okay, we're almost done. Verse seventeen, only eighteen, and we're not bad. You have weary, you have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied, wearied Him? You ask by saying, "All who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and He is pleased with them." Or where is the God of justice? Wow. We're closing out here, but it almost leads into chapter three. We'll probably pick up there. I'm gonna, this is I'm going to end with this point. You wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him? You ask by saying, "Now this is so important." All who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and He is pleased with them. Or oh, where is the God of justice? The, the thought here: All who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord. That is a lie from hell. Man, there's this teaching out there, God is love, and how can there be a hell, and how can God send people to hell? God has never sent one single person to hell. Not a single person has ever been sent to hell. You make a decision for hell yourself by your decision about God and your neighbor. You decide whether you're going to heaven or hell. You decide it, not God. And again, and this whole thing of God being love and nobody going to hell. And, and that's what that's what he's saying here. All who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord. God's just gonna God's just gonna turn a blind eye to evil someday. Then why did he crucify his son on a terrible cross? To pay for evil. 
Man, so many lies. There's so many. That's another ultimate reconciliation, another false teaching. Like we were talking about um, um, replacement theology. This ultimate reconciliation says that everybody goes to heaven. That's not true. Most people aren't going to heaven. Jesus said the narrow gate that leads to life is small and only a few find it. But the wide path, the broad road that leads to destruction is wide and most find that path. Most people are on the path of destruction. Jesus said it's a very narrow way. Only a few find it. That word few, it means minuscule or puny in the Greek. I looked it up. Only a fraction of a fraction are going to heaven. Why? Because their their hearts are wicked. They don't care. They don't care about their soul. They don't care about their neighbor. And they're not good. They're evil. Their father is the devil. Jesus told the Pharisees, your father, the devil. (laughs) Those Pharisees weren't good. Their father was the devil. Again, I'm not condemning anybody. But again, you know, it it wearied the Lord by saying all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord. That's not true. (laughs) The evil people doing evil are evil. God wants to redeem them. God wants to save them. But they won't choose to be saved. (laughs) They won't allow God to work in their heart. They just set their hearts on things below, not things above. We're supposed to set our hearts on things above, not things below. Again. <laughs> and, or where is the God of justice? Man. Just just accuse a God of evil, basically. Oh, God, you see everybody the same. Yeah, we're, you're, we're all your children, God. No, that's not true. Most people are children of the devil, the Bible says. Unfortunately, by their own choices. <laughs> we can love our neighbor or hate our neighbor. You know, I can, I can, the partner of my youth, my wife, I can treat her respect and honor, or I can sin against her in adultery. It's choices. Everybody's making, this whole thing is about these people making choices, bad choices. And we have the same opportunity. We're going to make the right choice or the wrong choice. It's our decision. <laughs> choose you this day. We choose every day, us. We choose every day. Whether, whether we're going to do good or evil. And that's our choice. God doesn't make our choices for us. He doesn't make you do good or evil. He lets you choose. So that's why we choose us this day. Choose you this day. So choose today. Who are you going to follow? Choose today to guard your heart. Choose today to walk with God in the right way, in integrity. Choose to be a priest of God. And to serve Him gladly with a glad and happy heart. Because He's worthy of it all. Amen. Love you, love you, can't get enough of you, man. <laughs> Some heavy stuff, but again, it is what it is. Malachi chapter 2, we got through 2, 22 minutes, not bad. Anyway, we love you, love you, can't get enough of you. Appreciate you, care about you, I'm praying for you. Again, just walk with God every day. If you walk with God every day, all of this takes care of itself anyway. He just want, And that's what he wants anyway. He just wants you to walk with him and allow him to influence your life and be a blessing and make you a blessing for others. Isn't that a cool thing? Anyway, love you. We'll talk to you later. Have a blessed day. Hope to see you tomorrow. Woo, we're going to be in. I can't remember what. Give me a second. I'll look at my book. Where are we going to be tomorrow? We're going to be tomorrow in. Uh, I keep a book just because I can't remember nothing. We'll be in Hebrews tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Hebrews, another heavy book. <laughs> anyway, love you, love you. Talk to you tomorrow.